Whatever you're doing in the season, don't do it without. Don't do it without me, Lord. Whatever you're doing in this, please don't do it without me. Shaka barata kapashantis. There's a word for somebody here. And that word says that in your family, they have not regarded you and they have not paid heed to your voice. But this is the word of the Lord to you today. That there will be a new season in your life that will cause those who have looked on you with commonality to take seriousness to the words that you speak so for whomever that person is this is the word of the lord unto you and indeed it shall be so we have a lot of praying to do today but let's continue from where we began last week Turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 40. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the pastorate of the church, the lead shepherd of this assembly, Pastor Nifei BME in absentia, the church admin and the board of ministers as well. It's not a likely opportunity and so we bless God for it and I believe God strongly that each and every one of us will live here edified in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 40, and I would read from, do we have it up? Is it up? Okay. 28, please. Last week, we started and we began talking about prayer. We said prayer is the lifeline of a believer. Prayer is a sign of humility because we're looking at the power of a praying believer. So... Still in, in line with what we were talking about last week, Isaiah 40, from verse 28, it says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Next verse, please. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. Prayer is an access to strength. Prayer is not an access. Prayer is the access to strength. Now, we see from this scripture that there are two things being highlighted. So, two states of man being highlighted at this moment. And please, if I'm too fast, do let me know. Um, two states of man that are being highlighted in this moment, right? So, there is a state that is born out of God's own state. 
right? And so that's what we see in verse 28, where it highlights the person of God and highlights the characteristics of God. When it says that the everlasting Lord, the creator of the earth, fainted not and neither is he weary. So God does not faint and God is never weary. Keep that in your mind. Then it goes ahead to talk about um, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. But before then in verse 30, it says that young men shall utterly fall. Young men shall be weary. Young men shall be tired. All these things will happen to young men. Who are the young men? Everybody. All of us. Each and everybody. Each and everybody. Now where I'm going with this is, in the book of Galatians, you can put it up for me, Galatians 3, 27, it was speaking about how we that have believed, right? Okay, there it is. For as many of you have, have believed, you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. So because you and I have believed in what Jesus has done, we have been baptized into Christ, and so we have now put on Christ. What does that mean? That means that by extension, the state of God being characterized in verse 28 is our state. That when it says that the God who made the heaven and the earth, he does not faint and he is never weary. Who is this speaking about? By extension, it is speaking about the man who has believed. Because whomever has believed has been baptized into Christ and has put on Christ. So we've seen one state, right? That state is the God state where the man who has believed and has been baptized into Christ has these characteristics, has these traits. Then we go to um, verse 29, um, Isaiah 40, 29, and we see that um, there is a desire of God to dish out to those who are in need, right? Those, so we see that he giveth power to the faint, and we see that those who have no might, he supplies them with strength. So God has, has this desire to supply always the need of those who actually have it. So whoever has a need... God is always interested in supplying your need. Why? Because he's a good God. That is why. So now we see that he, he will supply your need. If you are in need of strength, he will always supply strength. Now, if you continue to read on in the, in the verse after that, it goes ahead to describe the second state, which, I, which um, I had mentioned before, that in this second state, the man being spoken about here, or the men, young men, have the characteristic or the trait wherein they will utterly fall. Do we know the meaning of utterly? Uh, they are, uh -huh. People waste service English, they are here. Utterly, definitely, giving synonyms, wonderful. So, either whichever way you want to go about it, you will fall. Go, be going. When you finish going, come back and fall. Because at the end of the day, you will utterly, utterly. So we see the state where if you have been baptized into Christ, you have adopted by extension the traits of God. And then we see a state where you will utterly fall. 
And after highlighting this state, then the next verse starts with but. Abi? It says but. So it means that this ought to be what happens. Verse 29 ought to be the norm for the world. But as many as will do so and so and so will separate themselves from the norm. And so, like I said last week, there is absolutely no gospel that will tell you that you don't have a part to play. If someone tells you, oh, you don't have a part to play in, 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 your, in your life as a Christian, as a believer, there's nothing you have to do, I put it to you that that's a lie. And I say it again, and I'll say it again anyway. Because here it's even highlighted, they that wait. Waiting is something. Wait, waiting is, is there, there are things to waiting. There are things to wait in. So, so it highlights that they that wait upon the Lord will, shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. So as many people will not wait, they, it means that they have given themselves over to manifesting state number two. Let's call it state number two and state number one for easy reference, right? So they have given themselves over to to manifesting state number two, where they will utterly fall and they will utterly faint. They will utterly fall and they will utterly faint. The believer is designed by nature, by God, to always not be wary. And that is why the Bible can say to us in Philippians chapter 4 that we should be anxious. We know it, right? Philippians 4, 6, 4, 4, 6, 8. Be anxious for nothing but, Bible scholars, be anxious for nothing but, hey, uh, 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 relax, relax. If I do two times one, three times three, so be anxious for nothing, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Make your to God. Uh-huh. And that shall wonderful. Wonderful. So the reason why we can be told that is because we have the ability to not be anxious. So being anxious and being wary is a choice. It is a choice. And how do you choose it? You know when they say if you if you uh, if you plan to fail. Maybe you fail to plan. If you, thank you. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Uh-huh. So by, by failing to plan, you have already planned to fail. So by failing to do the needful, by failing to wait so that you can have strength, right? Then you have already, yes. Yes, that thing that you were saying, yes. So by, by deciding that, oh, I will not wait on God to receive strength, I will not pray to access strength, then I have, I, I have automatically put myself in a position where I'm saying, I have planned to be wary. I have planned to utterly fall. I have planned to faint. I have planned to do all these things. So my question to you is, are you in a position where you have actually set up yourself to fail, utterly fall, faint, be weary, be anxious. Or are you doing what is needful 
for you to renew your strength. There is, you know, in the scriptures, it highlights the, every time strength is mentioned, there's always something in relation to, to battle. There's always something in relation to fainting. You know, in Proverbs 24, verse 10, you can put it up for me. It was speaking and it said that, okay, are you there? Okay. If thou faint in the day of adversity, in some translations you say, if you faint in the day of battle, thy strength is small. So what happens a lot of times when we are fainting and we're being wary, excuse me, and we're being anxious, is that the enemy has caught us when we were, we were in, in little strength. So he found us at a moment when we were in little strength. So during the period where you have not been praying and you have not been fellowshipping with God, you haven't been doing any of those things. What you have done, like we said, when you plan to fail, that's one. So just like what we said there, that same concept, that's the same thing that I'm saying. When you, you decide or by means of your actions, you have put yourself in a position where you actually will be in small strength. You have made yourself a target for the devil. And so when the Bible says that, oh, the enemy is, is walking about to and fro, looking for whom to devour, that means that he doesn't really have a set target, yes? Yes, he's a scavenger. He doesn't have a set target. So if you let yourself lose, or some people say, ah, if you lose God, you, are, you have opened yourself. You have opened yourself. So imagine, I don't know, at least most people should have gone to like a shooting range or something, right? Like paintball or something, right? Okay, but most people, at least some people, you shall have an idea of what I'm trying to say. So let's say you've gone paintballing, and they divide you into teams, and they give you two different colors. They say, oh, this is pink and this is blue. So your duty is to shoot at the opponent, whichever one that you see. So imagine that you on your own team, the, the, your, the opposing side, they, they didn't see you, you were hiding. Then you now decide ah, I beg, I don't need to be bending down again. And you just decide to prance, prance all over the battlefield. What happens? <laughs> you just decide to prance all over the battlefield. Oh, you, you will be shot at. You will be shot at. And a lot of times, that's what we do as believers. That's what we do as believers. So the, the mechanism that the Lord has given to us to, to use to build a defense around ourselves, we have let it go. We have let it go. So what we're doing is that we're, we're walking around, prancing around without any, I don't want to say armor, but you know, you get what I'm saying. You're just walk, walking around open to fire in a battlefield. Because we're in a battlefield. Every day we battle the kingdom of light and darkness are in constant enmity. And they continue to fight against each other. And so because you have left darkness and you have come to light, you are a target by the kingdom of darkness. Do you know? No, maybe we don't know because some people's answer, do you know that? Yes. So the day that you said, I have, I have received the life of Jesus, you have moved from darkness to light. You have become a target. And unfortunately, fortunately, either, ways of, either sides of the coin, there's no going back. 
There's no going back. And so I, I will just quickly say this. I heard a man of God once say, say this, and it made a lot of sense to me. He said, if you, you say, oh, heal the sick, raise the dead. I can heal the sick. I can raise the dead. I can do all these things. I'm in the kingdom of life. Wonderful. And you actually go out and you begin to, to actually walk in the realities that the Lord has given to you. So let's say you've, you've healed the sick, you've raised the dead, you've set men free from bondage, you've preached the gospel, all these amazing things. And then just imagine how angry you have made the kingdom of darkness. Then how can you think about it? How can you now decide to lose God? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, does everybody understand me? How can you now decide to let your God down? How? It, it, it's not practical. But a lot of us are doing it. It's not practical. So let's say, for example, something happened, something happened. You went and you slapped somebody, right? And the person went home and brought their family members to come and, you understand, you know how we do it in Africa, to come and fight you. And so you, instead of, instead of um, calling your own family, all those things, you just go out. You, you do, or hide. Mm -mm. You just, oh, they are here, oh. When you know that inside of you, around you, behind you, there's nothing you have that can beat these people. You just go, ah, they will finish you. To the, glo to the glory of God, you will be finished. So that's what, a, that's what a lot of us are doing. That's what a lot of us are doing. You have angered the kingdom of darkness. You have gone, you have preached to people. You have brought them out from darkness into light. You have, ah, ah, you have woken, sleeping, whatever they call those things. And then... Now, you now want to lose God. You want to let your God down. You, you will be eaten. You will be eaten. We must pray. It is an access to strength. Even when you don't feel like praying, you pray. Because you don't feel like praying, you pray. Because you say, oh, yeah, as a believer, I should want to pray. So if I don't feel like praying, then I should pray so that I won't be feeling like I don't want to pray. That's the, that's the way it is supposed to be. Not, oh, I don't feel like praying. So yeah, I'll just wait till when I have the feeling. Ah, the feeling will never come. And before the feeling will come, ah, they, oh, 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 they would have, by the time you, by the time you even gathered this thing to pray, the angels would be wondering, how can we help you? How can we help you? Because the damage has gone far. It has, it has gone too far. We must pray. We must pray. Prayer will present you as a sacrifice. Prayer is a sacrifice, first of all. And so it has the ability to present you as a sacrifice. The Bible already tells us that we ought to present ourselves, our bodies, as living sacrifice. As living sacrifice. Prayer is a sacrifice. Why? Because it's not enjoyable all the time. Right? And so I don't know why sometimes we have this idea that I should always want to enjoy prayer before I pray the prayer. Do you always enjoy your classes at school? Uh -huh. Is it depending on the student? Okay. There, at least there will be one course that you've experienced in your life that you did not enjoy. Maybe, maybe not the course, but you're not like the teacher. Something we shall be off-putting about doing it. But if you don't do it, you will not graduate, yes? So because we feel like, oh, with God, oh, well, 
I beg, I'll still get what I want. I'll still, I'll still make it through if I don't do it. So I like, hey, I beg, I don't need to pray. When I come to church, I find all those people that I know they used to pray and say, lay hands on me. Agree, agree with me in prayer. Mama, speak a word. Ah, uh-uh. Can I pro? Pro. Prophesy to me. You'll be looking for prophecy. And all these things. Because you have neglected what ought to be your lifeline. Prayer will present you as a sacrifice. Mark chapter 1. Let's do, it. Let's do a bit of reading. Mark chapter 1. I think it would be nice for all of us to read it together in synchrony. So if you can put it up for me. Verse 33. We'll start from 33. And we can all read together. Or should I start from... Now I'm thinking 24. So let's go ahead and start from 24. Right? Is everybody there? All right. Are we ready? Verse 24. Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth. Are thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. 25. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. 26. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. 27. And they were all amazed in so much that they questioned amongst themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he, even the unclean spirit, and do, they do obey him. 28. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. Um, 29. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the, church, into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. 30. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. 31. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. 32. And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils, 33. And all the city was gathered together at the door, 34. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him, 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. 36. And Simon and followed after him. 37. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. 38. And he said unto them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, for therefore I came forth. Let me give you a brief breakdown of what we just read. So Jesus had gone, he had picked uh, disciples. And so after picking some disciples, he had gone to 
a place where a man had proclaimed, ah, you are, this, you are the son of God. And Jesus then cast out the devil from him, told the unclean spirit to come out. And the Bible says that the unclean spirit tore him and then cried out with a loud voice and left him. So Jesus, first of all, picked disciples. Then he cast out a devil, right? Then from there, he went to the house of Simon Peter and then healed the uh, wife's mother, so his mother-in-law, from a fever that she was going through. After that, what did he do? He went out to a multitude, right? And then he healed the sick and he did all he needed to do, casted out devils and all those things, right? And then he went with them and then the Bible says that at a long, a long shot, a long hour, a long time before daybreak, he departed. He went into a solitary place and there he prayed. Now let's just for a very brief moment, let's bring that to present day time. Let's make it more relatable. So Jesus he finished doing, like, he went, he, cast, he healed the sick, he, did, he called the disciples. Then they all went and they did crusade. Huh? Where, where, we all know what crusade is, right? Yes, okay. So he went and he did crusade. So just imagine Jesus in a stadium. They're bringing sick people. And, you know, and he's casting out devils. Come out in the name of, well, not come out in the name of Jesus because he's Jesus. Well, okay. You just say, you know, come out, leave him, get out of him. All, all that jazz, right? And then that finishes. And then they all go back and rest. And he stands up. He stands up while the other people are still sleeping. And he goes to a solitary place inside the bush somewhere. Because the Bible then says that when these people woke up, they went and they were looking for him. So imagine now that the disciples that were doing ushering work. <laughs> The disciples that were doing ushering work, they were still sleeping. On. The person that his face was on the flyer has stood up to go and pray. Like, I'm trying to make it relatable. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? The person has stood up to go and pray. Meanwhile, the people that, that were just, uh, sit here, gather here, ah, is there bread, fish, the, you know, all those things. They were sleeping. My question is, what is that ex excuse that we want to give for why we cannot sacrifice for God. Why we cannot be sacrificed unto God. Jesus himself has shown us as an example. How even after doing so many things that would require bodily strength. You know it's not easy to cast devil low. Do we know? Have you how many people have tried before? Okay. Okay. Well, I challenge you, go and try. And you know, it's, it's not difficult to know if there's a, a demon at work in somebody's life. So anybody, you just see, oh, I think maybe, you know, you may, it's more, you know, just, you can attempt. You can attempt. And if you find the ones that used to laugh and call your name and all those things, you will know that to cast out demon, you, you will sweat. You will shout. You will, in fact, even, even to lead prayers in your department and all those things. You people know how, how tasking it is. Thank you. Mentally tasking, physically tasking, and otherwise. So imagine Jesus doing this with an entire multitude. And he still knew that, see, 
this prayer is more important than these things I have just done. Because without this prayer, I wouldn't even be able to do those things. So I need to return back to the lifeline. The source. I have to go back. Even if my body doesn't feel like it, I have to go back. Am I the only one that is hot in this place? Just me. Okay. It's the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yeah. So he knew that he had to go back. To the very source of his existence. The, the very reason why he's able to do. Because at the end of the day, the disciples, they went to him and they said, ah. After they found him, they said, Master, where have you been? People have gathered. Oh. People have gathered. They, they have come. Do you know? Oh yeah, let's go and let's go and meet them. And Jesus is like, I've, I've prayed, I've received direction. And the Lord is telling me to go to other towns. Not to go back and meet the people. To go to other towns. So when you're making those sacrifices, in the place of making those sacrifices, you will receive direction. Some of us want to receive direction on certain things without sacrifice. It's not possible. Have you ever wondered, let me give this illustration. Have you ever wondered why, you know, Moses spent 40 days now, Abi, in the mountain, yes? Right? And he came down with how many commandments? Ten. Have you ever wondered, ah, ah, what are they talking there? Ah, ah, that he came down with only 10 commandments, yet he spent 40 days. Even if, let's say, God wanted to do one commandment per day, ah, ah, after 10 days. After 10 days. Okay, let's say he came down with two tablets. Maybe he had to copy, when you write, 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 you now copy, God's copy, my own copy, 20 days. How far the other 20? Some of us, the things God wants to tell us, it requires time. If you don't have that time to give him, you will not receive it. So you're asking God, oh, I want direction on this, I want direction on that. And God is saying, yes, I have the direction for you and I want to tell you these things. But how long it will take for you to download this thing will be about, let's say, four hours of prayer. Just four hours of that fellowship to just download it. Only four. But you are... Hey, we already know the prayer in the morning. Once you wake up, ah, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you. I slept, I woke up. Thank you for my family. As I go out, um, ah, I'm blessed when I'm going out. I'm blessed when I'm coming in. Angels surround me. Blessings of my life. I am favored. I will not meet bad this thing on the road. I will not have accidents. Amen. So, in fact, you have prayed the same repeated prayer so much so that you don't even know as in, without your mind thinking, you can pray the prayer. Abby? So it's like, it's even like the prayer you pray for food. At that one, it's not even prayer anymore. Because you say, Father, bless this food for the nourishment of our body in Jesus' name. If they ask you five minutes, did you, did you pray? You can't even tell if you prayed or not. Because you just did it as a custom without, like, without thinking about it. And for a lot of us, it has become mechanical. So I ask you, imagine if your relationship with your spouse or other half or other fool or whoever else, you know, imagine if it was mechanical. Every day you would just say, oh, good morning, good morning. I love you. I love you. Okay. Think about it. But some of us, that's, that's what we do with God. And we, you already have the custom. When it's time to pray, one worship song. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. After that one, prayer. Then after that one, share the grace. 
if you have not shared the grace, the prayer has not ended. So we have, we have made it so mechanical. And then God is here and he's crying for more. Because of how much value he has placed on you, he's crying for more of your time. There are even some people that are falling to the idea that if, you, if it's not about quantity, it's only about quality. So five minutes, five minutes with you, Lord, is all I need. Five minutes with you, Lord, is all I need. I don't need to talk to you forever. Okay, let's, let's say you have, you're in a relationship. So you tell your man or you tell your woman, ah, why, do we, why are we talking every day? You said you talk too much. Why are you talking every day? Ah, ah, all we need for this week, 10 minutes of quality time. In that 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of quality time until next week. Some of us are laughing because it's ridiculous. You know that when you call that man or you call that woman, sometimes you drop the phone, you be cooking. You be, ah, ah, are you still there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Some of you be, you even mute yourself. You be watching movie or doing another thing. Let I come and check this person. Oh, I'm going out. This eh, okay, we'll see now. At the end of the day, you calculate. You spent eight hours. Eight hours, maybe, on the phone. And they ask you, oh, what did you people talk about? We're just on the phone, you know? We didn't talk about anything. But just knowing that the person was there was enough for you. So in that moment, was that quality? Was it not quantity? But for you, the quantity satisfied what... We... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So sometimes God is saying, God is saying to you that I want your quality, but I also want quantity. Sometimes I just want you to be there with me. I, I just want you to be there with me. Don't, in fact, don't even... Don't do too much. Just stay and worship. Just stay and, you know, let me even talk to you. Some of us, before God, we even talk back to us. We have lock shop. We have lock shop. Once, selfish, we are selfish. Once I've just, quick, quick, ah, Father, this teacher is doing this to me. This one is happening, that is happening, blah, 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 blah. Before God, we even say, oh, my daughter. Uh, eh, thank you, Lord. I know you have answered my prayer. Answer what prayer? Answer what prayer? Ah, ah. Which prayer is he answering? Ah, I thank you, Lord, because you have answered my prayer. I know you are a good God. You now be trying to toast him. I know you are a good God. I know you never lie. I know anything you say we ask you do, you do. Eh, you answer me. Ah, ah. God is saying, I just want a little bit more time with you. Just a little bit more time with you. Have you ever imagined if you were locked in a confined, a solitary room, you know, a jail cell, you know, when you watch all these prison 60 days in, all those things, they take people and they put them in prison undercover. So sometimes they put them in solitary confinement and they give you like a, a fork or a pin. And you're supposed to break yourself out of jail with a fork or a pin. Sometimes that's how it looks to each and every one of us in the things that we're going through. It seems like, oh, there's no way out. And so all that we have, and all when we come to church, we hear, oh, pray about it. God will make a way. Pray about it. God will make a way. And so it feels like, oh, we just have this pin and we just have this fork. And so it, it, it can't do anything. But guess what? Every day you go to a particular one spot. You take the fork. You scrape it. Every sand 
every piece of granite, everything that falls off from there, it can never go back. Do you understand? You've made a step. You've made a step. One day you discover that you've, you've scraped to the point that at least your eye can see the outside. You continue at it. One day you scrape to the point that your hand can pass through the hole. The point is, even when everything and every situation may look like this is so difficult, you know, and you don't want to pray because you feel like prayer cannot handle this. This prayer feels like asking me to use a pin or a fork to break myself out of maximum security. But every day that I am continuous and I persevere, what am I doing? I'm making progress. So if only we could see the progress that we're making. Sometimes we're just, we're just at the point of the change when we relent. So you're, you're just at the, break of, at the brink of the miracle. And then you just decide to turn back. Because you can't see how far you've come with your consistency in prayer. So I just want us to bow our heads. And we're just going to pray for five minutes. I want you, wherever you are, to speak to the Lord. I'm not going to give you a prayer point because for some of us, we always carry prayer points, always carry prayer points. And sometimes the Lord just wants to fellowship with you. So I'm going to give you some minutes to minister unto God. I'm going to give you some minutes to fellowship with your Father. Rentosco Pandi Sky. Campento shanamantis kotena mandi kates rembento kapandia katele mandiskis randas kupe rende kete mantem brondis kapali ko shandis alemon brandes kalandi katai oramante le ko shikatai o sweet spirit of god andi ronda man separiatai o the one whose voice is like that of many waters sante kemonsa irupenti ti shakate rontos kaparandi la kamanto sapare katai lemondi shatete Randaskate manto ronto scorante Imbranda shakate orente sapatikai the one who has laid the beams of his chambers upon the waters rante skalaban shuta that spreads the clouds like a curtain arendiska shande gede oh you ride on the wings of the wind as a chariot ambarondo shanta kapando skea imbrandi Tetete alikomba randa mansekai rimanon shala mandeskapa uparada kashate can someone talk to their father and elo shikate renden suparakate shakatai oranda skapalekate oh i feel the manifestation of the spirit of comfort rentuski lance prandusha iranda skate oh comfort is released to your heart arembon shela mamandira alumbrinda shale remon soko shante rambakati 
Kaza Supareke Ramon Shalamande Rumanenda Shalamon Sokoto Roposhita Kasuti Ambrentos Kapala Rendelekete. Oh, the Bible says that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Arenduski Pandila Mamon Densai Ripate 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 Canto Rakasha Shentarantele Combarendas for those people who have struggled with prayer for so long. Arundas Kalendiski Titi. Oh, as apple iron shine, as iron sharpened iron. Rande Shaledede. So the man accounting us of his friend. And Nembrundis Capella. Remandeskaya Damandela Randesha. Oh, I declare over you from today. Rendiske Tamande. You will not struggle anymore. And Nombrindasa. Remantoski Pai. Oh, Mante Capate. Shetoski Varandiskute. Remondaske La Mamondas. Remanteska Patisha. Oh, Randa Sekatai. Oh, there is a rain unknown suprates of the spirit of prayer the spirit of intercession arekuskitis kamberundiskati mantoskonte mantaila limandisa lamandola no longer will men count time when they speak with their father no longer will men count time arendiskate remonshe patisko venai aineto aineto Oh, I am calling you to a place of fellowship. Oh, a deeper place of fellowship that you journey in me and you journey with me. For it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the honor of kings to search and seek. As you seek for me, Oh, I will reveal to you things that are hidden in me. And then to Scalenta, oh, directions that are hidden in me. Mante la koshita mandis. Kemparondis kales. Rantas kapare menondas. Cambrandosco para catelicasca. Shandele ramanemos. Shandana mando sorana menondas. Kemarandis kapare ketola. The Lord is giving keys to people. The Lord is giving keys to people and to three people in particular. 
He's giving the keys to your family. He's giving you the keys to unlock things in your family. He's giving you the keys to unlock things in your family. And so you will discover that the, the ability to intercede will strongly become a burden in your heart. And he will wake you up at odd hours and he will say to you, intercede that I may set your family free. Intercede that I may unlock wells of miracles. Intercede that I may bring forth signs and wonders. Rante koshante leketes. Repanamonshai. Rembanaskopai. Remantoskope la ranamantiska. Urbina na shandi di 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 di. Oh, randa da 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 shata. No longer will you seek for me and not find me. No longer will you seek for me and not find me. Rendi di di shada da da. Remandi skapare kete kapantosko nandiska aronda shanteska ure rakatetete. I will unlock to you dimensions i will unlock to you dimensions that you have not seen you have not seen in your fellowship with me aritus candita mantos kepai rementa la caskides oramandate kamandateka sunti kapandis kelivanondos romanandis kalet there is someone whom the Lord will come to in a dream of the night in a dream of the night and he will show you things I see like an experience that you've never had before he will come to you in the dream of the night you will know that he's the one but he will appear to you in, in face of a familiar. You will know that he's the one. He will show to you things. Things that pertain to you. Things that pertain to you. Things that pertain to you. Questions that you have asked for a long time. Questions you have asked for a long time. Direction that you have sought for a long time. He will release them to you. For the time has come, the time has come, the time has come, the time has come. Come, Brandis Gates. And the Lord says to this assembly, the Lord says to this assembly, the Lord says to this assembly. He says, hold on tight, for there is a wave that is coming. Hold on tight, for there is a wave that is coming. A wave of cleansing and a wave of purging. And I will raise giants. And I will raise giants. And I will raise giants in, from people, from people and in places that men have looked down on that men have looked down on oh this house this place 
This place will be a place where people who have been looked down on in their family, people who have been considered to be nothing in their family, this will be where they will come and there will be a molding. 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 And just like the Lord said, that the, um, just like the Bible says in Job, and after he had tried me, I will come forth as gold. The Lord will raise giants of gold. Giants of gold. Giants of gold that have been cooked and baked for his use for his use came brandiska temam brondes came parondo scote randa kapai remanandiska temem brondes kaile remanta la paros covenant ticket Rentes comenda ramant